Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Father, we love you so much. And God, we thank you for what you're doing. And I thank you for this church. And I thank you for Jesus. We thank you that we get the good news of Jesus and that he came. We ask, Lord, that you would help us this morning to have it be fresh in our hearts and our lives. That the good news of the gospel would not be something that we heard about years ago and that we just live with, with kind of a working knowledge. But may there be a celebratory response in our hearts day in and day out because of the announcement of the arrival, the God of the ages who is king and became man and died on a cross for us that we might have eternal life. We love you and we honor you and all of Radiance said amen. Luke chapter two, verse eight. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you, here's the word for today, good tidings. We don't use the word tidings much, but good tidings or good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. And so this is the big announcement. It's the announcement that changes everything. Sometimes we think of following Jesus, or maybe this as good advice, go to church and do a good thing. But this is not advice. This is news. And this is the announcement. It's an announcement that changes everything. It's an announcement that is so exciting that the angelic hosts light up the sky. And my prayer for us is that we would see this today, be renewed and refreshed by it, and that the good news, the good tidings of the gospel would be refreshed in our lives. And that it's an announcement that changes everything. This summer I was um, in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was... Uh, with a bunch of pastors, and a pastor came up to me, and he said, David, I've been watching what God is doing as you uh, prepare to plant Radiant Church, and he said, I feel like the Lord has put something in my heart, and I've talked to my church, and our church, we want to help you out, and so we want to help the dream of Radiant Church take place, and I said, oh, that's so awesome, that's so great, and then he said, yeah, we'd like to give, and he told me an amount, and I almost cried. I, I, I said, I was in shock. I said, are you serious? He said, yes. I went out to the streets at night and I started dancing by myself. Like I literally went by, I'm, by my, I'm so elated, so excited that I'm out just, I mean, just like dancing in the streets, like excited by myself. As someone came to me and said, this is a little crazy. I said, I can't. I mean, I literally had a party on my own called Renata. I said, baby, we can Buy the trailers, buy the bye-bye buggy. We are good to go. We got a church. It changed everything. I was so excited. It was an announcement to me that was a big deal. Multiply that times 10 million. And imagine that the God of the ages sends his son Jesus, Christ the Lord, Savior of the world, born. And you and I have an announcement that is not just in our memory, but it changes our present tense today. My prayer is that it would be an announcement that's refreshed, 
that's revived, that we're dancing in the streets, that it's not just the story of yesteryear and maybe not just the gospel story that you heard once upon a time, but that the good news of Christ the Lord is born, Christ the Lord is here, God became man, Jesus lived perfectly, that the good news of the gospel would be alive in us because when it's good news to you today, then not only will it transform you, but it will come out of your mouth. It will be a part of how you live and what you talk about. But if it's just the memory from the past, it won't move you. But imagine if for us, we're dancing in the streets today because just like the sky was lit up, this story moves us. C.S. Lewis talked about the horror of the same old thing in his, in his letter, uh, the Screwtape Letters book. And let me rephrase that. The horror of the same old thing. And what he's talking about is sometimes the, the same old thing, the horror of the same old thing is the idea that when it's fresh, exciting, transform, transforming news, but it becomes common. It becomes so normal, it's plain. We, we lose the sense of awe and wonder and it's kind of the, the horror of the same old thing. For you and I, it's easy for that good news of the gospel to just become something that we've memorized. Oh yeah, God with us, peace on earth. God became man, incarnation. And for not to be something that's alive and working and exciting because of the announcement today. And my prayer is that for us, even on this day, we would just let the Lord revive our hearts with it. A couple of years ago, I went with um, Every Home for Christ to Nepal and we were handing out just gospel booklets telling people about Jesus. And we were up in the mountains and of Nepal and we were going to this village where a church had been planted and we were gonna go do a service that night. And so we walked all the way up and at the very bottom of the mountain, it was probably about a, a 60 minute walk, the very bottom of the mountain, we began to just hand out the gospel to people in their own language. And as we walked up the mountain, we were, everybody that we would see, we would just hand them this gospel booklet. And so we left in the morning and passed people probably, you know, for about an hour or so. And then we did the, we, we did the, the service and we came back down the mountain and service went great, fun, lots of stories about that. But there was this moment where I saw this lady that I had handed this gospel booklet to and it was just said the good news, it was all it was was just explaining Jesus. And I had handed it to her on our way up the mountain. And as we came back down the mountain, I don't know how many hours later, but I would guess six, seven hours later, she was still reading it. And I stopped and through a translator had this conversation and she had questions about the gospel. And my, my thought is this, is I think for you and for me, I know I grew up, man, I grew up in church world. And so it's easy for this, this story, even this little, this little movie segment. That's, that's, that's it. That's, that's the good news. And I've heard it before. And I've heard Linus say that. And I've heard that in the songs. I've, I've sang it. I've heard it. Somehow I think it's connected to figgy pudding. I, I just, and all the celebration, it's easy to just lose the reality, the joy of 
the good news of the gospel that God sent his son Jesus to live perfectly, to die on a cross, raised from the dead, seated in heaven. We get relationship with him. Dark world, light of the world has come and we are forever changed by the announcement. God has come, God on earth. And my prayer is that we would see this beauty of the good news and it would be good to you today, that it would be good that we would celebrate it. Like, like the lady at the bottom of the mountain, meditate on it, think about it, celebrate it, the good news. And I, I don't wanna belittle all of the nostalgia and all of the Christmas stuff, cause I like it, I love all of it. I like the kids Christmas shows. I'm in love with eggnog. I, I, I love the whole Christmas thing. And so maybe not to juxtapose Jesus with all of the celebrations, but instead let all of the celebrations cause you to think about Jesus. And in a culture where many times there's a desire to celebrate Christmas, but not Christ, then the temptation is to just kind of forget. But maybe, maybe in all the songs and all the colors and all the wreaths and all the lights and all the trees, if this Christmas you could just have almost like it bounces, like it bounces you towards remembering, celebrating, thinking about, talking about Jesus and the good news that Christ the Savior has been born. That Jesus is alive and working today because the good news of the gospel, you and I, our parents, Adam and Eve, they walking in perfect relationship with God chose to sin and in so doing, Man has a barrier between us and God. And yet God, in his great love for us, wants relationship to be strong. And so Romans says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So every single one of us, we are all born sinful. Our first parents, far from God, they chose to sin. Although first, the way that he created was right standing, right relationship. And so God, in his love for us and in his desire for relationship, sends his son, Jesus. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. The reminder of the gospel that because of sin, the wages, the payment is death. But the gift of God is Jesus. And Jesus comes and it's our good news. It's our good news that changes us. That, that's what we love. It's what we talk about. It's the one who's saved us and redeemed us. Sometimes when you think of the gospel, there are some people that will say, well, I'm, I'm not that bad. I, I mean, I'm, and, and the comparison is maybe to other people. I, I, I don't know that I'm that messed up in our culture. I, I don't know. Where, I'm not as bad as so-and-so and there's comparison to others. Until you read Jesus and you read Jesus in the way that, he talks in Matthew 5, and anyone who is angry is guilty of murder, and anyone who lusts is guilty of adultery. And, and then you go, okay, all right, maybe I am that bad. All right, maybe I do need a savior, Christ the Lord. Other people's response is kind of the opposite. I, I don't know. I, they'll lean on their goodness. You know, like first lean on their goodness, the first 
They're so prone to shame and badness that it's, I'm too bad. I'm too messed up. There's no way I could walk in right standing with God. And both error because both look to us instead of looking to the person of Jesus. Because salvation does not come through your behavior. It comes through a person. And so Christ the Lord, God becomes man. Jesus dwells on planet earth. And you and I get to not only have our lives transformed by the good news, the good tidings. But imagine the person who then joins in the celebration that wants to tell the whole world. We'll sing, go tell it on the mountain. Go tell everybody. Christ, Savior, has been born. He's changed me. And we get to declare it, proclaim it. So my prayer for us is that we wouldn't be on either side. We wouldn't say, oh, the gospel, well, I'm, you know, I, I don't know that I'm that bad or that I'm too bad, but neither one. It's Christ. It's, it's Jesus. And my prayer is that you and I, the good news of the gospel would become good, that it would become alive, that it would become something that we meditate about, meditate on, talk about, think about, that the gospel, the gospel, I mean, here we are, Christmas, celebrating Jesus. And in all the celebrations, he's what we think about. He's what we talk about. And you know, we live in a time where sometimes around church people, there's a little bit of a snub when you are always the person that's taking things to Jesus. There's a little of don't be so religious. Don't be that person. As your pastor, I wanna invite you, be that person. I wanna invite you to be the person that talks about the one who's transformed you and changed you. I wanna invite you to be the one that at Christmas looks at your children and says, here's why we celebrate. Here's who we celebrate. Here's what we're ex why we're excited and be excited. I mean, let's be excited. If the angelic hosts light up the sky for the declaration of <laughs> Christ the Lord, Savior has been born. Man, I think that this is the time that we sing the song, we celebrate, we drink the eggnog, and we say, Christ the Lord, the Savior of the world, and that there is this joy, this excitement, this celebratory response of the person who is chosen to say, yes, that king, the long-awaited king, he is king. It's an announcement. It's not advice. Believe it if you want to. No. It's this, if, an, if the angelic host, if you're a shepherd and the angelic host fill up the sky, you're not going, I'll think on it. You're going, it's news. The king has come. It's an announcement. And so my prayer for us is that we would live with that good news of the gospel changing us. One of my favorite pictures in the scriptures is the celebratory moment of God the Father at the baptism of Jesus where he celebrates his son in Matthew 3 where he says this is my son whom I love with whom I'm well pleased because it's this eruption the Godhead says this is my boy and Jesus prays in John 17 that the love that we would know, the love that the Father has for Jesus, he has for you and for me. 
And if you take the good news, Jesus came. I am loved. You are not quiet, silent, passive. It's in here. It moves us. It's what we talk about. I am loved. The way that the father loves the son is the way that he loves me. Uh, that, is the God, that is the good news that changes everything. And I'm different and I care. And it's not, I'm just an American celebrating a holiday. No, I'm a Christ follower celebrating a person. And this Jesus is my soul passion. And I delight in following that person. And I have decided to follow him. Sometimes in this whole idea of the gospel, we get ideas that it's a choice that we made. It's a decision. And every single week here at Radiant Church, we give people the opportunity to make a decision. And I like decision. I like the idea that you make a choice. I will follow Jesus. But in the midst of this gospel talk, I just want to invite us as a church to just remember. It's very easy to make decisions. But Christ the Lord, is he Lord? Is he what you're celebrating? Is he what you're enthusiastic about today? Because sometimes decisions can be forgotten. Sometimes decisions can kind of be in the distant past. And I want to invite us in the present to remember the decision and say, God, I re-sign up. I look to you and you're the savior. You're my Lord. Savior of all, Christ the Lord, today. I made a decision, January 1st, 2016, to be done with carbs and sugar. Last night, I ate chocolate chip cookies. I drank eggnog. This morning, I ate Dunkin' Donuts at 6 a.m. I made a decision on January 1st that I have not lived up to on December 4th. Here's my point. It's easy to make decisions. But in the present, does that decision still have power? Here's my invitation. Lord, you are supreme. I'm following Jesus today. Not just that I responded in a moment. Yes, and that's beautiful and we want that but you're worth celebrating today. The gospel is good news today. I celebrate you today. This is good tidings and the good tidings affects my life. It transforms me. It's what I celebrate today. Let it be refreshed. Let it move you. The gospel is this great exchange where I take my broken life and he gives you eternal life. Where I take all my weakness, all my brokenness, all my sin. And he says, you give me that. You surrender that. You stop fighting for you. You, you give me that. And here's the good news. I'll take it and I'll give you eternal life. When my son Justice was two, I was dishing out ice cream for all my children. And, uh, I gave justice, you know, youngest first because older ones tend to cry less. And so, good parenting. And so, 
I always give out the ice cream to the youngest first. Justice wanted, so I gave him two scoops. Then I gave each other kid two scoops. And then I scooped for myself three scoops. Good parenting. And <laughs> good dieting. All right, anyway. <laughs> and Justice looked at me, and he had eaten all of it except for about two bites. And by, by the time that I finished scooping out ice cream for everybody, and he hands me his little tiny blue kid bowl. And he reaches for my grown-up daddy huge bowl with three scoops. And he says, trade? And not every time, but that time, I said, trade. And he gets three scoops. I get two bites. The exchange is not fair. It's good news for justice. Here's the reality. You get three scoops. You take your ashes. You take your brokenness. You take your ability to be Lord, your ability to make the perfect decision, your ability to save yourself, your, and you say, I am not God. I don't have all the answers. I cannot produce life. You alone are the savior. You alone bring eternal life. This is good news. You existed eternity past. You are the, you are the Lord of all, and you take what you have, and it's the great exchange where he says, I'll give you eternal life. And he gives you what you do not deserve. And it's so good. It's so incredible that we don't stop thanking him. We don't stop talking about it. The gospel is still good news. The good tidings still moves us. What? You're that good. You still, you st it's still, still working on the inside. It's not just a choice that you made 20 years ago. It's the good news of eternal life. It's John 10, life abundantly living inside of you today. And we're still dancing in the streets. When Renata and I got married, I got the good end of the deal in 100,000 ways, but there is one way where she got the good end of the deal. When Renata and I got married, I drove a very cool red Mustang. And when and Renata drove a very ugly, old, beat up, wrecked red Ford Escort. The week of our marriage, Renata decided to get in a wreck and total her car. I don't know if she's decided, but she did it. And she demolished her car. And then she didn't get a new car because she didn't have money for a car. So now when she married me, ha, she got access to the Mustang and I got access to nothing. <laughs> For Renata, great exchange, right? Here's the deal. 10,000 illustrations, it's this. You take your brokenness. You take your beat up escort or your wrecked nothing. Your wrecked life. <laughs> I'm the hero of my own story right there. And what do you get? You get the good news. You get the, the life-changing, abundant life in Christ. And may it never get old. May it never be just, just yesteryear, just a decision that I made. No, today it's transformed me. This Christmas it's transformed me. And so we think about the good news. Like we meditate on it.
And the more that you think on it, the more it'll transform you. We talk about it. We talk about how Jesus has changed us. We celebrate it with other people. This good news changed me, transformed me. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. The savior is born. It changes you, transforms you. It's an announcement. It's done. It's good news. And my prayer for us as Radiant Church on this day is that it wouldn't be old, that it wouldn't just be the songs. It wouldn't just be a skit that kids do. It wouldn't be merely a cartoon. The good tidings would be what we're still celebrating. My prayer is that you would think on it. You'd be dancing in the streets. He saved me. He changed me. He gave me a future, a hope. I exchanged my ashes and received beauty. I get the good end of the deal. And that the good news of the gospel would change us. Amen? Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we just say to you today that you're worth everything. We thank you for Jesus who came. As we celebrate at Christmas time, his birth, Christ is born. And we ask that we would not stop celebrating God. I ask that even today, afresh, this would be good news. Pray that it wouldn't be mere nostalgia, but would this Christmas, as we talk to our children, as we pray, as we go to parties, as we purchase gifts, would we celebrate Jesus? Would we remember who Jesus is? Jesus took our broken lives and gave us eternal life. God, refresh it. I just pray for supernatural revelation. Just move us. Not what a song can do and what a message can do, but what the Holy Spirit can do. We thank you. We thank you for the good news of Jesus today. Today, maybe you've been far from God. and The good news is good to you today. And you want to make that exchange. You want to take your ability to think, your ability to save yourself, your ability. And you wanna say, no, I want not my life, but I want eternal life. I want to not be the Lord of my life. I want to Jesus be the Lord of my life. And he is the Christ, he is the savior, he is the Messiah, he is God. And I desire to follow the one who actually was announced that he is Lord of all. And 
I want to give him my life. If that's you this morning, I want to invite you just right now to repeat this prayer after me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to the earth to live perfectly, to live the life I could not live. Thank you that Jesus died for me, rose from the dead, that I might have eternal life. I want to spend eternity with you. I want eternal life. I want relationship with God. So come be in me. Change me, transform me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we know that you are like us, Christ followers. Not perfect, but have decided. Decided today, decide a year from now, decide 10 years from now, I'm still following. If you prayed that, I want to invite you just on that connection card that we gave you. I want to invite you just to check that box so I can be in touch with you. So I want to connect with you on your journey as you follow Jesus. I love you. Let's stand together this morning. And as we worship the Lord together, let's celebrate the good news, the good tidings of Jesus. Let's sing together. Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, check us out on social media and online at RadiantChurchKC.com.